Hey guys, it is uh, October 8th, 2019. I am Ty Worsham and this is Loose Screws. Uh, with me I got Justin. Hey. And uh, so we had the very special pleasure tonight of getting to sit down with uh, the pilot from the YouTube channel, the underscore pilot, and we talked about everything. And uh, it's a very good interview. I feel like um, he left me with a couple of things to really think about. Um, number one on, like, like, well, number one on, like, the market level of podcasts in general, and number two from like what elite dangerous could what elite dangerous could be if if frontier was to really get into it and uh so the next hour 20 30 minutes or so of this is going to be the interview uh i hope you guys enjoy it uh yeah um it was a really good interview guys uh i think i can speak for ty when i say this we we thoroughly enjoy getting to talk with him he is a wonderful human being and cares so much about this game now this is a warning though that you know this is going to seem like another downer episode which i know that's kind of a bummer after our last episode but literally these are like just it's something we're passionate about so i feel like a lot of the things we talk about and a lot of the points we make are just things we want to see to improve this game and make it a lot better than what it is and what it could be and you know, there's there's a part in here which is a little downer, but I feel like that we end up on a very high note. Um, there's a bunch of very positive things in here, so so give us a listen. Give us a you know, listen to what the pilot got to say. To my knowledge, this is his first interview outside of his channel. Uh, he may have done another that I'm not aware of, but um, I hope you guys listen to this and enjoy it. Uh, once again, uh, check us out on on Twitter at. Uh, Loose screws, Ed. Shit, why can I never remember, remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna plug that too because we did not plug that at the end of the episode. Um, also, um, so you can always email questions to loose screws questions at gmail com. So I also got it set up now on the loose screws website, which is um, anchor fm slash loose screws. And there's a section there, a button right there at the top, that is labeled "Send Voice Message." And you can, if you don't want to email us or tweet or tweet at us, you can also leave us a voice message. You can record it right in your browser and send us a voicemail, and I can actually play them on the episode if you guys want to want to listen. Um, so we will um, we'll we'll get we'll get the recording we'll get the uh, interview started now. Again, guys, thanks for again, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, enjoy the interview. Yep. Take care. So with us, we have the pilot from the YouTube channel, The Pilot. I think it's the underscore pilot, isn't it? Yes, it is. How you guys doing? I'm doing great now. (laughs) Yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Pretty good. I just started working on a, well actually continued working on uh, the episode that was going to pop this week, but it got pushed back. And uh, I'm going to add a few more things to it that I uh, missed the first time and uh, really kind of polish it up. Okay. Are you, uh, you working on that Corvette video yet? No, unfortunately, the Corvette is saved for the finale. Because uh, that's my ship, man. You're killing me. 
That's everybody's shit, man. That's why that's why uh, Dig put out a Corvette video the other day. Ah, okay. Okay. So so is is the vet your favorite ship? No, my favorite ship is the Anaconda. Oh, no, so even after like so many videos later, the Anaconda is still your favorite. Yep. Still awesome. my favorite. What's actually really funny is that um you know, that video, the Anaconda video is my most viewed, you know, video. And uh I, I go back and I watch it now, and there's so many mistakes with it. Uh, you know, the, the the resolution's off. I uh, I use the wrong compression on the on the output, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, I'm embarrassed by it now. I, I don't like it. I I need to redo it. Have have so. you have you listened to the first episode of this? The first couple of episodes of this show? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came in and cleaned up the act a little. Yeah, bit. pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Though. you got to find your voice, and, you know, once you do, then you can go out there, and you can make some really nice stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so I think there's no need to say this. You have found your voice because the members of Reddit and various other podcasts have all stated, including this one, that we've all stated how much we love your videos. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I, I did not know I had a, a devoted fan base on other podcasts. No, well, uh, Lave Radio the other week mentioned you on their episode and how much they loved your videos. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned we mentioned you like every episode. So yeah, I'm I'm subscribed now, so you know I'll catch them now. Well, thank you, thank you. I I think there was one episode where we didn't talk about your your release for the week, and that was we it was just a packed episode, and I'm I'm trying to keep them down to an hour, but (laughs) we talk, so we get off on tangents sometimes. Ain't nothing wrong with that, guys. Yeah. So for me, my favorite video that you did was the Mark II, the Crate Mark II. And the reason why really? I said it is because when I when like like I've watched your video, I started watching at the Cobra Mark III, and then I went back and watched the Anaconda, and I've been watching them ever since. But your cinematography really hit a high note uh, when you got to the Mark when you got to that Mark II. Uh, just I don't know the way you were doing the angles, the way you had the 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 swipes and stuff. It was it was near perfect for me. Thank you, sir. Um, I think that's actually when I started uh, really playing with the uh, the uh, FA off, and when when you get when you get FA off and kind of spin the camera just counter to the way the ship is spinning itself, you can actually get some really nice sweeping shots. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. I say I haven't. I have played around with FA off very little. <laughs> uh, it scares me a little bit, which is weird because um, my, the, like the very first space game I played was back with Independence War, back in like 1999 or whatever it was, and there was all Newtonian physics in that game. There was no uh, flight assist in that. Ooh. That's 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 gotta be rough. <laughs> Unless you count asteroids, I guess you could technically count asteroids. But <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not exactly the uh, the best combat pilot, and of course, if you are if you are a combat pilot, you have to be flying FA off. You have to be able to spin, get the shots quicker and better than anyone else, et cetera, et cetera. Just I, it's it's not my bag, so I'm a little bit slower than usual. But you know, I'm I'm gradually getting there. Yeah. Actually, that's a uh, subject on probably next week's episode. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Easier. So, so what made you want to do this? Yamix. Really? Yamix did. Yeah. So, I, I was, I, you did uh, a video with them, didn't you? 
I've done a couple of his live streams. He did one of uh, my videos. We did the getaway driver together. Yeah, the getaway driver. That's what it was. Yeah, it was really good. I remember you talking about. Uh, I think it was your Diamondback video, like exploring naked. And you were like, "Yeah, but the Yamex will come find me." So <laughs> 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 that was so good. <laughs> well, I think um, in one of his videos, he had one of a, a, a guest come on. I think um, the Asp Explorer. Uh, his guest was, you know, talking about the benefits and how you can explore with the ass, but, and he kept bumping into them and running into the, into the cockpit and going, oh, I got you on webcam and this and that. And so he's like, oh, I can't be anywhere. I can't fly this thing naked with him around. So I figured that would be a nice little homage back to that. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. So, um, you know, we know, we know what you want to do this. Um, so far out of all the videos you've made, what has been your favorite one that you have made? What's my favorite video that I've made? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't know if I should answer that. I I, I, I like little bits out of, like, each one. I, I don't know if I can, like, just pick one, but... Uh... It's kind of like picking out your favorite child, isn't it? Yeah, I know. yeah exactly. You know? <laughs> it sounds like watching your videos, too. It's, it's like, ooh, that one's really good, but that one's really good, too. <laughs> well, like, like, um... No, go ahead. Well, like, the Crate Mark Three. See, for me, like, I'm a very visual guy, and, like, the the visuals there, your visuals are great in all of them, don't misunderstand me, but they really hit, like, an A++ or AAA rating in that one, and I can't wait to see what you do next, because, like, to me, that's the bar, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what you come up with, you know? Thank you. I, I you're really it. making me really reevaluate the crate video now. I'm gonna have to go watch it like three or four times. <laughs> what the hell is he talking well, about? Well, I, I think the thing that really gets us all hyped up about that crate video, though, was I mean, it has a coffee maker, best ship ever. Of course. <laughs> That's the bar. I mean, come on, you know. Um, I, I like. I, I could tell you some of my favorite moments. Um, the yeah, intro to, to the intro to the federal gunship uh, was a lot of fun. I love um, that intro. <laughs> I figured I'd just go completely left field with with the music. Uh, I it ended up mesh, meshing up so well that you know I, I left it in. It really did uh, pay off. <laughs> uh, the Type Ten Defender was a good video. That was a fun one to make. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. By the way, I'm now 250 million down on that one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting in the uh, hangar. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It's sitting in the hangar, and you can grab it anytime you want and go out and just completely slam into anybody and have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, gee, the, the Phantom with Scott Manley, that was a lot of fun. Oh. So, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this, because we actually... So one of, our, one of our listener questions this week was asking me about uh, Anaconda versus Phantom for exploring. Now, I... I personally like the Phantom because I took an Anaconda out for about three months exploring. And then I took a Phantom out for about three or four months exploring. And this is, I also took an Asp X out for about two or three months exploring. I, I didn't do a full year like you did. But mm. uh, for, to me, like I had the most fun in the Phantom. And... Yep. So, so what would you recommend to him? And let me get let me get his email pulled up, and I'll tell you his name, just because we're here. It is uh, Commander Numero Eighty One. He's from France. 
got a lot of French players. I, I, I like, I like, occasionally they pop into the Discord. They're like, eh, you know, my English is terrible, but can you tell me this? I'm like, well, I would personally recommend that you go talk to Exegius or Plater or Mini or literally any of the guys who know the math a lot better than I do. Right. Uh, this, this is strictly entertainment value here. Um, but realistically, no, I, I, as much as I love the Anaconda, and I do, and it is my favorite ship, if, I, if I'm doing specific kinds of exploration, which nowadays I am, I'll take the Phantom. So why is the Anaconda your favorite then? Because I can literally do anything with it. Anything except land on a land on a medium pad, but who the hell cares? Right. I don't. Mean, yeah, I don't feel like answer. I'm missing out there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, for me, it's it's the vet, and the and the reason why is because I like to just shred things. I like to shred NPCs. I'm not a real big PvPer, and there's not a. Yeah, I know on paper the Anaconda works out better DPS wise, but. The, no, not in practicality, no. Right, not in practicality. And the, the maneuverability of the vet just makes it... It's like It feels like you're flying... It almost feels like you're flying a fighter, you know? It, it, it does move a lot better than it should. Um, but I'm not going to be the one that turns around and says, Oh, the vet should be nerfed. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, but realistically, the thing is, is that... All right, you know when you're looking at a like a NASCAR car? Mm-hmm. You get to see one up close in personal or an F1 car or anything like that. You go and you look at it, and up front it's beautiful. It's surprisingly smaller than you think it is. You know, you, you admire the paint and the lines of it, and you know that it is absolutely amazing at what it does and almost nothing else. You cannot drive that car across country. <laughs> that is a really good point. Damn it, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That that Corvette, as beautiful and as final and ultimately perfect as it, what it does, is going to end up crispy if you take it more than three uh, three star systems away. <sighs> yeah, yeah. such a good point that I have not heard. Now, me, I don't own any large ships. I am a uh, pretty much a strictly medium ship flyer right now. So, like, hearing that, it's just kind of like... Huh, because, you know, along with Ty, I have another buddy of mine who, you know, like, he just loves his Corvette. And I have two other friends that are like, nah, man, you got to get an Anaconda. And it's just like, I don't have to get anything. I'm happy with my medium ships right now. <laughs> Actually, you're king of the game at the moment. Medium ships have a way bigger margin than anything else. Note it. It's on recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, without a doubt, the meta in the game right now is definitely medium ships. In fact, I think the best PvP are still the... Uh, Fertile Lance, so. Oh yeah, easily. Speaking of the Fertile Lance, because I remember looking back at your mama video, because uh, <laughs> after like a few Void Opal trips, I saw the mama and I had to buy it, and then I saw your video, and I kind of have the same feeling that you do. It's just like I feel like this ship should be more than what it is. It really should. It's so beautiful and it's yeah. so gorgeous, and it just sucks so bad. It does. <laughs> So I bought a Mamba because of Justin, and I, I didn't I didn't really like it to begin with because it, it didn't really jive with me. But I bought one and I flew it around and I sold the damn thing because it's it's bad. It's about as bad as the Asp Scout. Can I 
Can I Go confess ahead. something real quick? Mm -hmm. Ever since I've gotten the crate Mark II, thank you, pilot. Uh, I, I I haven't touched the Mamba at all. I don't want to. The crate Mark II is so good. Yeah. It's so much better. Well, see, here's the thing though: is that I suck with the Mamba, and therefore I don't I don't particularly enjoy what it can do. And if anyone asks me, I'll say, "Oh, that thing is terrible." This and that. But that doesn't mean that someone else can't make the Mamba work. And that was the point I wanted to kind of make with uh, Feisty Goat's uh, ganking rig. Is that he is truly and utterly devastating with that ship. That's true. But I can't do that. I don't even know how he does it. All right. So bouncing off of that, then, this comes from a, a friend of mine and also a listener of this podcast, my buddy AJ. He wanted me to ask you, because every single video you have made, you have always somehow found a way to make the ship you're reviewing sound positive and good. How in the hell do you always do this? Well, what about the Asp Scout? <laughs> That's a purely negative review, technically. It is, it is. And, and... It is, but you don't make it sound like it's like the ship that nobody wants, like... You still have, like, this way of putting things in a light to where it's like, it works for this, yeah, there's things that do it better, but... And, like, that's the thing, is you're just not like, oh, well, this ship sucks, and toss it out the window. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to pivot slightly. I'm, I'm not going to tell you the formula, you know, <laughs> video or the cook or anything like that, but I will give you perspective from the other side, is that I'll, I'll get comments that are oh, god damn it you say every ship is wonderful and beautiful and now i have to go and buy it and you know god damn it what the hell can you be <laughs> critical at least once and then right below that literally 10 seconds later someone goes you hate every single fucking ship that you talk about how the <laughs> hell am i is anyone supposed to take you seriously and I go, interesting okay that reminds me of like the python video that she did and, like oh, good lord I, I saw that video i think the day it came out and i remember like the first time i saw it, there was already one downvote and somebody in the comments was like somebody's obviously a crate user or somebody <laughs> likes the python better than the crate you know i i i prepped myself for the crate versus python people and i knew it would i knew it i, I knew it would get a big audience I knew it would be a little bit controversial. And to this day, absolutely nobody cares, and everyone still comes after me for the Trump line. <laughs> That's what they come after you for. Almost every day. That's there's a new one. That's pretty damn good. Uh... But that's the whole thing about putting things on the internet. I'm sure we have haters out there. They just haven't really voiced their opinions on this podcast yet. Oh, no. I've gotten a couple emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll get more and more as you get up there. But, I mean, it's more about pruning, you know. Hey, look, just take the good ones. Say, tell the bad ones, hey, well, you don't have to listen to it. Have a good day and happy there trails and the airlock is over there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I was wanting to ask you about something. Um, and I'm a little hesitant about bringing it up. Um, is Here we go. Yep, is the petition to FDev. You you signed the petition, correct? I did. So, tell me, do you want to go into that, or, or do you want to just leave that alone? You should ask me what you want to know. Well, number one, I, I, I was wanting to know why 
you, like, why did you sign it? Um, and number two, uh, what, cause I'm a big believer. You don't go to people with problems. You go to people with solutions. And I feel like you guys, I feel like you guys put together a very good presentation. Maybe a little bit was presented wrong, but cause I, I kind of hear what some of the, what some of FDev is saying, but I'm also a big believer that Frontier used to let us beta test this. Why did they stop let us beta testing things? And we're kind of in the state the game is in right now because they stopped that. So, yeah. I signed it because that, that's like six different questions. So I'm gonna. I know. To I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, I'm gonna start off by saying I signed it because it was the right thing to do because it was a step in the right direction. Agreed. I have some issues with the communication that FDev chooses. Um, I, well, I mean, you ask any creator realistically, or you ask any general player, every time you email Frontier, I mean, how often do you get an answer back unless it's you know a help desk ticket for a very specific issue? Right. Chances are you're not going to get an email back at all. And realistically, that's, not great because if you email your community managers or you tweet your community managers or you approach the company through their open community line that designated person who's supposed to filter that stuff and you don't get an answer what's the value there right so for the record i mean it was a step in the right direction i don't necessarily agree with the entire document either that was not the one that i wrote um, but it doesn't mean I don't support it. Right. And realistically, you know, change happens with a little bit of, you know, of a fight. Yeah. Uh, I, and, you know, me and Justin, we had a two hour episode basically over it. And we're kind of at the mindset just, you guys used to let us beta test, let us beta test it. Because y'all used to let exactly. us do it. So why did that stop? Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Realistically, in, in, in all honesty, I'm not a game developer. I can't, I'm not going to speak with, uh, you know, from, coming from a place of education and experience, but for God's sakes, open up a permanent uh, beta server, roll out at least two weeks in advance the things that you plan on putting out live, let your player base test it for you, let them deal with a little, uh, do it with a little bit of impunity. They will point out all your bugs, they'll get most of them fixed for you. Because a significant amount of this player base is technically inclined, mm-hmm. and that's it. You and by the time it goes live, the people who uh, you know actually wanted to go out and play and find the new thing and everything like that, they're still going to do it. If if there's that kind of person that feels like, oh, you're going to sp- the people who played the beta are going to spoil it for me. Well, the evolution from that is either ignore the the beta people, or go join them. Yeah. I mean, that's my whole thing. Like, I'm not technically minded on this stuff at all, but, you know, for the people that are, because there are, like you said, there are many of them within this community. I feel like that is something that should be allowed. And for the rest of us, like, just let us enjoy the game at the pace that it's meant to be enjoyed at. Yeah. You know, the, the, I can't help but make, because I'm a 15 year World of Warcraft veteran. I've been playing this game since. 2004 actually the original beta but that's a different story and blizzard for all of their shortcomings 
they have a fairly healthy beta test environment. Yes, they do. And historically, Frontier has had a healthy beta test environment up until about, I want to say it was about four or five, or two or three major patches ago. I can't remember the exact time when they stopped doing beta tests, but they used to have, uh, you know, because I, I remember, because uh, I remember like, oh, the new ship's coming out. Well, let me pull it up on uh, Coriolis Beta and let me find all this stuff. I'll see if I want to like this ship or not. I think it was the Mamba was the last time we had a beta. Uh, was that the same time as the Phantom? Oh, you know, you might be right. I think it was the Phantom now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the last actual beta. And actually, we, we I've had a couple arguments with, a, you know, whether Frontier maintains its own uh, internal uh, testing server at all. And, of course, the coders come after me. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? What kind of stupid, dumbass question is, you know, a, a statement <laughs> is that? So, really? Can you prove it? Because we keep getting patches that are rolling out with bugs, very obvious ones. Yeah. If anyone had literally spent 20 minutes playing, they would have run into them. Right. Well, that's like with the now we're getting the third patch later this week of the September patch. Yeah, exactly. And they did confirm it. Um, Zach actually confirmed that they do have an internal test server. But you know, I mean, we keep hearing talk about how our, their testers are, you know, they shouldn't be disrespected by an open letter like this. It's it's very presumptuous. And so, okay, well, you keep telling us that you know they're doing this, but we keep getting patches go live. Where the market breaks or, or the, the mission board breaks? Really? Well, speaking of the mission board breaking, how do you feel about their workaround for that? Um, because I like they, they have two missions. I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but one of them is like transport 500 passengers. The other one's like pay 40 million credits, which a lot of players are like, yeah, I have 2 billion. I'm not going to do this. And it's just like, well, this is meant to not be done. <laughs> but with the 40 million credit thing it's like okay players can do that now you can't transport 500 passengers there's no ship with that much space <laughs> so like I don't know that workaround just it kind of seems odd to me that's that's half assed I mean it's a workaround and yes it technically works and you fulfilled your, your obligation to have a working system but that's that's shameful and I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean it like, you know, oh, damn you, FDev, you should be ashamed. I mean, they got come fixed. on, guys. Yeah. Have some more pride in this. Do, do you think it's a situation? Because, you know, we, we talked at length about this last week. And, like, kind of the conclusion, the conclusion we came to was basically they got the, for lack of a better term, they got the B team. They have a small, maybe 10-person B team working on these little patches in between and because they're a team, they're big, you know, 200 person or hundred people, however many are actually working on the game. They're actually working on the 2020 update. If not all uh, working on something, other game entirely. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I kind of go back to that leak that, and I'm sure you've, you've heard about it where they were like, you know, project of Watson. Course. Yeah. And, Cause you know, that leak has been spot on about now they, they had the release date a little bit and the wording of that uh, Jurassic World expansion a little wrong, but it's been spot on. Mm. And, you know, they, they in the leak, they talked about space legs. 
So, so do you think that's what we're getting in 2020? Of course. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Here's the thing: is that when when we talk about things like the letter or frontier or frontiers dev team or anything like that, most people who are on the other side of the argument will turn around and say, "Well, you know, we have to give consideration. You know, like you know, many of these indie teams, you know." They, they can push a bug live and it's not a big deal and blah, blah, blah. And we're all too hypercritical. It's like, well, this is not a small indie team. This is a big company. This is a big corporation. Frontier is not a small company. And then if you hit it from the other side, it's, it's well, you know, Frontier is, is, you know, they have hundreds of devs working on this. And if they can't get it working right, then, you know, they, they're under no obligation for communication or telling you their, their roadmap and, you know, how dare you act like spoiled, entitled children? Say, well, no, that's, that's not what we're doing either. And you can't have it both ways. Realistically, what's happened here is the team that's currently working on Elite, and I can, I'm not speaking with authority. I have no idea if this is true. But realistically, I can pretty much guess that the team that's working on Elite right now is small. It's a small B team. That's a, that's a reasonable assumption, yeah? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'd okay. have to say I agree with that too because I mean you have to look at it this way too. It's a four-year-old game. Exactly. Like There's, we're, we're not going to get new resources here. Come on. Yeah. The 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 so. one possible exception I would say to that is if the A team is working on Project Watson or whatever it's called, actually called. If they're if. working on that, then I'll buy. It. I, then. It, it. I mean. I mean. Here. Let's be honest now. This so Frontier is Britain's number one game developer. Yeah. And their biggest game is their tycoon games. Yes. So for uh Elite Dangerous is not their big selling point anymore. And I'm not sure it really ever was. Um sure I think it was. I, I I think at, it at least for notoriety. Right. I, I think it put them back on the market, put them put them back on the map, so to speak. But I think it was. I, I, I don't think they're looking at it as like, well, this is the thing that's going to propel us to the next level. I think they're looking at it like, well, this is something we're just kind of putting in maintenance mode. And maybe I'm wrong because if this 2020, I mean, we're getting fleet carriers in December. They look pretty cool. But on the one, mm. but they're a thing that looks cool. But at the same time, it's also kind of like, are we getting really any more gameplay here? Or are we just getting some new pretties? And I think we're just getting some new pretties. Okay, a couple things there. Uh, the, the point I was trying to make before is that you can't treat them like an indie team, even though we are basically running off of a you know a, a night crew indie team that is working under the restrictions of being a larger team of which they obviously don't have the resources of one. And the idea of that not letting us help them, because that's what that hit letter is. It's, we love this game, we love you, let us help. Mm-hmm. And that's what that letter means. And the concept of trying to help a small team that's under those restrictions, I'm never going to feel bad for it. All right. Now, in regards to the fleet carriers, the only way that's going to add gameplay is if you burn the bubble. Hmm. Those are basically mobile stations. Right. Okay. What good... What, what are, are either of you explorers? Oh, yeah. Okay. What are you going to do when you get your click carrier? So my first thought was to put my ships on it and 
get it outfitted for exploring, and I have a spot in the galaxy I'm going to go park it at. Yep. Same thought go. here. Just go to a spot and explore around it. Yep. You li- you and literally almost everybody else, with, with the exception of the people who are want to go mining so they can get their reserves back from the, what the money they just spent, you know, getting a fleet carrier. You can do that if you explore, though. That's the thing. Like exactly. If you so, have your mining ship with you exploring the black, and you find that gigantic icy ring that has like twelve spots. Well, you don't know that if you're if the mining loadout is different than the exploring loadout. You don't know what, what any loadout looks like. You have right. no idea what the gameplay is going to add because they haven't told us. Yeah. So, realistically, realistically, we have we now have our own personal mega ships or uh, fleet carriers. We're all going to go out and park them in various spots in the bubble, and we're going to advertise to our groups, and hopefully, it expands out as far as it possibly can go. That you know, hey, if you ever need to stop, just feel free to stop by this ship here in this sector in this system, and. You know, you can refuel, and now basically you have a trade line between the bubble and probably the Colonia, then this Sagittarius A, and then finally Beagle. Okay? Okay. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, now what? (laughs) The only way this really works, and the only way it adds any kind of really momentous gameplay and changes how the game works at all, is if you burn the bubble. If there's no bubble, if there's no set series of stations, and we have to go out and make our own bubble, that's the only way that's going to really change the game. So, do you, do you think it's, do you think that that's what the twenty twenty update? Because this is something I haven't even thought about. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like this, this from a story point of view, like, oh, I, I, yeah, you kind of just gave me chills <laughs> thinking about it, like. Yeah, because yeah. something else in that in that 2020 update, they talked about base building, and yep. there's some there's some evidence in their uh, Arcs website that kind of pointed toward the labeling the the decals of base being something you can purchase with Arcs. Yep. So if we're looking at a situation where Thargoids completely invade the bubble and it's gone, oh, this would this explains so much. This could explain why. They're not really investing a lot into power play or factions or anything like that. Well, I think we got two new power play people coming in, but I think that's about it. Yeah. that's. But realistically, yeah, no, this would be lovely. I think the Thargoids have retreated. I think that uh, as soon as 2020 comes around, all of a sudden they come back with the Thargoid mothership, you know, well in tow. And we get driven out of the bubble and all those stations become burnt and unusable and we can't do anything about it. I would love to go out and be able to build our own bubble somewhere else. Oh, that I would really be would. so cool. Crap, that is, oh my god, what the, why did I, what, how do we not thought about this? It's not going to happen. No, <sighs> it's not going to happen, I agree with you, but it, that would be really cool. Because <laughs> that's just the shifting of tides right there is so good. And I I can even tell you why it's not going to happen. Just strictly from a logistical standpoint, we have no economy. Right. And there's no way we can make our own parts. We can't set up our own stations. We can't make our own things to sell to other players. And this, it's all, no. So we're probably not going to get anything. We're probably just going to get, you know, the bubble stays where it is. And people are going to park their carriers in a big chain to, uh, you know, Colonia. You know, 
You don't have to have a huge jump drive or, or jump range or fuel tank anymore to do it, which is nice. Don't have to do the Neutron Star Highway. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Man, your what? DBS, that means your DBF can survive. <laughs> exactly. Man, what a missed opportunity if, if they don't do something with that. Oh, man. Well, that's the thing. It's like, did, did, has, is that even a thought that's occurred to them? Or is you know this game kind of an afterthought at this point? Because like I said, it is four years old. And, you know, for most companies, once a game gets this old, if they don't have some sort of subscription plan, you know, that's kind of it. I don't pretend to know or understand the choices that are made for this game anymore. I really don't. I don't, I don't get a lot of the reasons why they've done a lot of things. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy flying around in space, and this is the best simulator. I found that I can do that. Yep. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm with you on that. And that's, that's, that's exactly why. I, I think that's why. I mean, I know that's why I play it. I think that's why a lot of other people play it. And, but yeah, the, the, a lot of the choices they've made as a company regarding this game and a lot of the directions or, or lack thereof, it kind of feels like sometimes it, it, it almost kind of feels like that they're like for a little bit there shortly after horizons, it felt like they were going really hard and going to do another expansion pack. And then we hit this gap and like for a while before they announced the 2020 update, it felt like that they were just going to park it and leave it where it was and just call it good. Just put kind of put it in, you know, for lack of a better term, maintenance mode until they come up with Elite 2 or Elite 5 or whatever version they're on now. And if that were the, if, if I, I would, I'd, I'd just want them to kill it. I really would turn it off. See, if, if this if this is the best we're gonna get, if this is the best level of communication we're gonna get, if this is the best sense of pride and ownership that we're going to see, turn it off. Yeah, because I, I, if you turn it off, what's gonna happen is is that you're gonna get these uh, either that or give it to the community, make it open source. That way, we can make our own servers, make our own galaxies, Bingo. and make yeah, and let us do because. I guarantee you, if you give it to some of these mod developers out there, they will make some amazing shit and really quick. Oh, the amount of ships I could play with, I could literally just, yeah, for the rest of my life, easily. <laughs> I mean, especially because, like, if you if you give it to my community, is looking at, you know, games that I'll still install now and again, like Call of Duty 4, for example, because of the Star Wars mod where I get to play on the most likely map and hear the Cantina song as I'm running through the map. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it's delightful. Or like Grand Theft Auto 4 flying around as Iron Man. Like I will install these games again and play them just for the mods. Not even the game itself, just for the mods. I'll actually uh, play Fallout 4 just for some settlements. Yeah. Well, and you know, so my nephew, you know, he's 11. He has Half-Life 1 and 2 and he has modded the hell out of that game. <laughs> all, all he ever plays is Minecraft and, and Half-Life 1 and 2. And I'm like, hey, man, you want to you wanna play something else? No, nah, I just want to play this this whatever, whatever mod in, in Half-Life. And he's good. That's all he wants well, to mean, do. Two-thirds of that list are pretty damn great. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's not, that's not to say anything against Minecraft. Like, the Minecraft mod community is so expansive that, like, 
Uh, it's easy to get lost in. That's it's an like ecosystem the, in its own right. Yeah. It's like it's well, it's like the Skyrim modding community. Yeah. Well, I, I was about to bring up the Skyrim modding. Like, like I have like a thousand hours in Skyrim, and I've only I've only played it legitimately once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because my because my other two saves were just modded to hell and back, but my my one save has not has not been messed up in any way, or it, I've not done anything illegal. So it's it's still the virgin save. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play it ever again, though. But you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this gap that we have right now, this is the longest gap that we've had between new. Without getting a new ship, is that correct? I don't actually know. I, I haven't done the math on that. I haven't done the math either, but I was thinking I was. I haven't gone through the patch patches to actually know this, but I think, I think this is the longest gap since the since a new ship has been released. So I was wanting to ask you, since you're kind of the you know clearly the ship expert here, <laughs> what what ship or what type of ship do you want them to add next? I want an Alliance large ship. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it needs to happen and it, it needs to happen for a while. Now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> I want something that, uh, that's on par with both the cutter and the, and the Corvette. Do you like I the really... cutter at all? I love it as a mining ship. Yep. <laughs> I mean, as a mining ship, that's what I always hear about that ship. Like, oh, that's a great miner. Well, what about us about it? Uh... <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, mean, yeah, that's I, literally I, the only thing I hear about the cutter is mining ship. Well, if you go talk to like you know any of the cutter gang or anything like that, they'll show you exactly what it can do, and you know they'll devastate an entire uh, an entire instance with it. And good for them, but eh, it's not really my thing. Yeah. But holy shit, I can make a lot of money with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there is one thing that we have failed to ask. And that is, how much time have you put into Elite, sir? I can actually probably tell you that real number. Hold on. <laughs> Steam is great. Uh, 2,275 hours. Yep, wow. got me beat. I'm only sitting... I'm, so, so I played Elite since launch, but you gotta remember they, they weren't always on Steam. So I have to go by my in-game number, not by my Steam number, because my Steam number says I only have like a thousand hours. But when you do the math and figure out the days, weeks, and hours, I'm sitting on like fifteen hundred hours. So you got me beat. Nice. I'm sitting on a meager two hundred eighty-three because I took a really long break. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, you you've basically found everything to be found at two hundred eighty-three. Um. You know what I mean? That's my whole thing. It's like, you know, coming back into it, and then it's just like there's this lull, and there's so many people that are angry, and it's just like hearing about, like, because I, I know I've heard them say, like, because Horizons was a front-loaded thing to where it's like you buy the season. It was a season pass. You pay it now. You get these regular expansions that come out, and that's that. And apparently so many people whined and complained about like that upfront cost because season passes weren't a big thing when horizons came out as far as i can remember uh they, they were like all right well the next one we won't do this which is why we've had such a lull 
and content because it's just like, all right, instead of front loading everything, we're going to back load everything and you just pay us when we have it already. Yeah. And realistically, what did getting a season, pa- what did buying a season pass actually do for you? Nothing. Yeah. And that's why I come back to this, you know, I don't understand the choices that they make. I mean, look, realistically, I imagine you're probably, you probably could be right that this is the longest we've waited between new ships. And I mean, while logic would dictate, and I think we can all agree that there's probably going to be some new ships in the 2020 update alongside the fleet carriers, right? I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, it seems reasonable and expected. I mean, why would you not put in new ships? I, I, I can't. I can't say I believe that. I think it might just be exactly what they said, just the fleet carriers. You know, yeah. The more, the more, kind of there. The more I kind of think about it, I think you might be right because, you know, if if we're, you know, if if we're getting these fleet carriers with you know the B team, so to speak, and then you know the 2020 update is just going to be space legs, the base building, and then. Uh, running around shooting Thargoids in first person, which, sidebar here, I don't want this game to be a first person shooter. I have other first person shooters I play. I don't want this game to be a first person shooter. But, I guess that's what we're going to get. But Well, it just says first person shooter style. That doesn't necessarily mean first person shooter. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stills was saying this, and I'm sorry, but I have to bring this again. This was a joke reference when I first made it, and it's still a joke reference now, but I hope this isn't a thing they're considering. Elite Dangerous Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it already kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, it's, but you don't drop into a random planet and have to find guns to shoot other people with. Oh, God. No, you just jump into an instance, and you know, all of a sudden you got 20 people shooting at you. All right, and they all have fully engineered ships. Meanwhile, I still have yet to touch engineering. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, re- realistically, um, look, okay. Uh, this is this is going to be live, and people are going to hear me say this, but we can. I it. I like <laughs> I like the concept of Star Citizen. I really do. And I agree you, with that. You, I agree you, with that sentiment. Yep. Right, and if you watch the the people who are playing uh, playing it and uploading content onto YouTube, sometimes a lot of it looks really, really interesting. Like how uh, you know they, they it, it's not just that they take the box off and oh, I have to go drop it off the courier. Nobody wants that in Elite Dangerous. Yes, that person has to take the box off and run it over to the drop zone and put it in the slot and whatever. But they don't mention that there's that guy about 400 meters off with the sniper rifle who's going to try to take your head so he could put the box in the slot and get the money. (laughs) And the concept of actually interacting a little bit more with my environment and my surroundings and NPCs and everything like that executed correctly, I would be in love. I really would. Okay, so... Like, here's my biggest thing, and for me, it's not even about interacting with other players or things like that. As cool as that would be, don't get me wrong, I'm tired of only partially seeing a cockpit. Yes. I want to see this ship that I have paid for. Exactly. want to be able to go, like, I don't even care if I can interact with them at this point. I just want to explore my ships. 
Exactly. The Type 10 and the Anaconda are massive. Well, I mean, you have to think about it, though. Like any other ship, they're bigger than what we all think they are. Yeah. But the sense of scale is The size of a football field. (laughs) My God. Bigger. Bigger. Like, I'd love to be able to go into multi-crew with, like, the two of you in an Anaconda. And then we go sit at, a, like, an interactive, or, a, 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 like, a, a, a bar that's in within the ship and just hang the hang out. Why not? Yeah. I want to go down to that viewing bridge down, the, uh, down at the nose. Like, I want to, like, like you mentioned with a beluga, how it has that extra bridge and you want to be able to see through the glass canopy. How awesome would that be? Yes, we have the camera views, but taking screenshots within the inside of a ship with that, it's like posting a selfie in real life. There's something about it that's just kind of like it attaches that to your memory better than, oh, well, I scrolled on the outside of my ship and found a perfect camera angle. Like, I'll never own something this big in real life. The fact that I own it here is a big deal to me. Yeah. Exactly. So th- this that's what that's when it comes to like space legs, that's what I want. I want to be able to walk around my entire starship. And that's that's really the game I've been looking for pretty much ever since I was playing uh Independence War way back in the day or uh it's it's been I mean ever since I started playing video games, this is the game I wanted. And yeah. When I, you know, I, I just posted this picture in, in the chat where it's showing the, the scale of everything here. And, uh, man, you know, if if they were to come up with this to where I could actually walk around my ship, that'd be that'd be worth the expansion for me. But 100 percent, 100 percent. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to get that. I think that really? we're. Yeah, I, I I think what they're gonna do is I think I think you'll be able to walk around your ship to some degree, but the be able to explore every deck, to be able to walk through every corridor, that's not gonna happen. We'll 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 have a bridge deck. We'll have you'll probably be able to walk down to the flight deck and see your fighter, and you'll probably have be, you'll be able to walk down to like a or maybe a vehicle deck where you see your fighter and you see your SRV, and then there'll be like a hatchway that you get off. It'll be like an elevator thing. You won't really be able to explore everything like you, like, like we want it to be. And I think because I I feel like what they're going to do is, is that they're going to go hard into these bases and this first person thing. And that's what it's going to be. And, you know, you mentioned star citizen where they were, and I'm, I'm a big believer that star citizen will never be a video game. I think it'll always be like this tech demo thing that doesn't really ever come to fruition. Exactly. Me too. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope it ends up being amazing and everything I want it to be. But, and I'm, but I don't think I am. I think it's because Chris Roberts is getting in the way of a lot of movement on that. But the concept, well, their their pricing model, it would be nonsense. They lose all their funding almost immediately, almost overnight if they launched. Exactly, and, and can't do it. And and, and the way, the, like me and my me and my work buddies we were talking about this just the other day that they have basically engineered Star Citizen from the point of view of it's set up to fail, because if they ever yeah. launch it, they immediately lose any any source of income they have. And I'm not really sure how much 
income they really have anymore. But then I'll watch videos where they where people go to CitizenCon and there's five thousand people or whatever it is sitting in the audience cheering like this game has been released and it's the most amazing thing ever. Those are the people who already bought it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. They've already bought it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the sad thing is, is I'm I'm one of these people. I own this game. And it's installed right now, and every now and then I go log in and check in on it, and it's still just a tech demo. It's a really good tech demo. It's got some cool ideas. Still waiting on a video game, though. Hmm? And That's a dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, there's, there's, there's the obvious problem with that. I, I think you might be right that we only have a few places on the ship we can actually look at. And if we go down to the vehicle bay, then you know it's going to be behind glass, and we can't interact with it. Um, that that problem that you the, the reason you would do that is because you don't have any interactivity with the other parts of the ship, and that would be a game designer's logic of well, why would I put in this hallway and corridor if there's no reason for anybody to go down there? Right. Say, well, that's not, and, and you know our logic is it's not the point. I want to be able to look out the window and walk down the hallway and do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. But then there's the other people who have the very right rightful view of. Well, why? I mean, what's the point? After we walk around our ships a couple of times, you know, how really, how often are you going to do that? Once it's once you do it once or twice, what's the um, value? For and, me, it's just one know. of those things where it boils down to like being a lived-in space. Yes. Like, that's kind of like saying, oh, well, what's the point of me walking down the hallway in my house to go use the bathroom instead of just peeing out my window? Like, it's a lived-in space. Like, you get comfortable with some of those sites, and sometimes it's just like if you pay attention close enough, you'll notice the little details that you missed the first few trips. You know? Well, I, exactly. I, so, so I think about MMOs and uh, player housing because that's that's kind of ultimately what we're talking about here. And player housing. Um, is one of these like like Elder Scrolls Online does it really well. You can you get this house or this mansion or whatever. You can put a bunch of crap in it. You can earn trophies and stuff to put on the wall. And how cool would it be to be able to walk into your ship's quarters and be like, here's your triple elite sticker, and here's this sticker on the wall, and here's a a, a screenshot you took that you're able to stick up on the wall or whatever the case may be. Ooh ooh or like. Like, because, you know, for those of us that hunt fish, whatever, and you have, like, the deer heads or whatever, here's a piece of Thargoid after your first Thargoid kill. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. But no, you... I mean, look, there's there's dozens, literally dozens of ideas I have for little things that I want to do in this game. Um, I'd love to, well, like I said in the Type 10 I, I, the video, I'd love to install, like, a salvage module. God. Every time I run across a, a, a destroyed ship, I'd love to rip it to shreds and take the materials back home. Build my own thing. I'd I love mean, to that's... be able science yeah, modules. Science modules oh, would be amazing. Give exploration a whole new level. But realistically, the problem with Elite is the same problem it's always had. Is it's kind of shallow. Yep. I, I, it, it, look, I, I was talking to Minnie the other day, and he says, "He goes, he goes, why do you like exploring so much?" I said, "Oh, I like the." concept and the fact that it's a persistent universe and i could literally jump into a place that nobody has ever seen before i'm and i might be the only one to ever see it before this galaxy is destroyed when they turn off the servers you know it, this it, this is it 
you know, I, I, this is mine. He says, well, that's great, but what's the value there? I might find something new nobody else has found before. He goes, no, you won't. What do you mean, no, I won't? He goes, dude, a week after a patch arrives, everyone knows exactly where everything is, what everything is, anything they've added. If you haven't found it yet, you're not going to. That's true. So I, he's got yeah. a point, but I'm going to challenge that. And I'm going to challenge that with the legend of Raxlow. <laughs> it's not It's not there, dude. Uh, they say it is. They say it is. I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, well. I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe it's in game somewhere and it's a really cool hidden thing that we just haven't found yet. But realistically speaking, with all these data miners breaking apart the databases and stuff it's probably not it's probably not i mean i'm gonna go with what the pilot said though and i'm gonna kind of like instead of go with game legend i'm gonna go with all right so like when you discover a system for the first time or something like it's not even about that like if you land on a planet and you sit there long enough eventually you can see a sunset you can see how the planets will align with each other you can see these things yep and if you do it long enough, like, yeah, it's going to take us some planets. Like, I remember I, I scanned a planet the other day, and its daily rotation cycle was like 200 days, which is ridiculous, but that's how it works. But if you happen to land on that planet, and you're out in your SRV at the perfect timing, and all, everything lines up, like, oh, you get to witness that. And if you capture that on video, you get to share that video. But even if you don't, it's just like, that is something you get to experience for yourself. Now, does it happen very often? The whole time I've been playing it, I can't say I've seen too much that I've just been like, oh, this takes my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a lot of things where I'm like, holy crap, this game is a screenshot machine. I'm glad I get to take all these pictures, and I'm glad I get to experience all of this. Yeah. And I don't think anything has it on that scale. The only other game I've played to where it's kind of like super open but shallow at the same time is like Sea of Thieves. Which for me, playing that game is kind of one of those games where I play it relaxingly because I like the sound of the waves hitting the side of my ship and I just kind of like doing my own thing in that game. But it doesn't have the scale that this game does and it doesn't have like everything that this game does. Yeah, I'll agree to that. And... Just like I said, I mean, I've seen videos on where I'm glad people were capturing stuff where it's just like, I'm just minding my business in my SRV, and then suddenly sunrise, and it's just like you watch it, and it's just like, holy crap, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it really makes me think about how, like, we only get to see our sunrise, our star rise. We don't get to see these other star rise. And to be honest with you, like, the the, the blue stars... I would really love to wake up more morning and see a see a star rise like that. That would be the best thing ever, in my opinion. Can, can, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. evolution on a different star type, like how just how the different colorations of animals and plants and whatnot would be? How they're like, I I haven't played uh, Jurassic Evolution, Jurassic World, or the planet or Planet Zoo or whatever they're calling it. But I would, I would, I kind of wish they would take some of those systems and shove them into the Stellar Forge and let them just kind of grow planets with animals and stuff on them. 
You don't really oh, necessarily have to interact with them, but make them aware that like there's a full blown, you know, uh, uh, No Man's Sky kind of scanning type stuff you can do with them. Yeah, I was about to say that's No Man's Sky. Yeah, but it's uh, no, no, no. I've got <laughs> it. I've got it. If we're gonna do that, we have to full blown Pokemon it. Oh God! Yes, <laughs> I, I am totally okay with this. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I mean, realistically, th- this is kind of the point I'm getting at: is that this is a game that inspires these these great thoughts and conversations and and everything like that, and at the same time, blows it when they go and jump a mega ship and release the news article a day early. Yeah. You know, and you're like, come on, man. And, and, and I, I want the good things. I want more. And I don't care if I come off as kind of like a spoiled brat asking a company for more. more. I don't care. You are capable of making some awesome stuff. That first hyperdiction is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and it oh, is amazing. You are capable of making awesome stuff. Do more of it. Yeah. You know, I, and like I, I want science modules, and I want to be able to go and harvest brain trees and get special enzymes, and you know, do this and make my own stuff and everything like that. But there's only there's only what four geysers. There's the brain tree. There's the pumpkins. There's the uh, uh, the little and yeah, the little uh, barnacle looking things. Not the thargoid barnacles, but the other barnacle looking things, yeah. which yeah. are actually the thargoid barnacle. They're just colored differently. And I'm like, I have this. You have this entire galaxy, and there's all of seven different things in it. What the hell? Yeah. It just. I think it's the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of us see a crap ton of potential and a crap ton of things. Like this game could literally be one of the biggest and brightest games out there, just because of the experiences we have with what's in it right now. Yes. You know, like I ha- I have the special moment in the game in. Um, like the very first system I discovered, it just so happened that one of the moon's orbits was like a hundred kilometers from the, um, asteroid ring. So you can sit at the equator and look up and just see the little rocks floating around. And that's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's completely random. Like that was, that's, that's my system. It's my very first discovery. I still got it bookmarked. I still go out there to it every now and then just to look at it. And I, I, that's probably where I'm going to park my fleet carrier because it's beautiful there. Like, it's a blue star. It's just gorgeous. I love everything about it. If there was an Earth-like world in this system, it would be a perfect system. So it's kind of like your fishing hole. Exactly. You go there when, you know, you found the spot that works for you, and you go there when you need to go there. Yeah, and it's, it's like... It's so cool because, like, I can take off from the planet and not even have to hit frame shift and... It takes a while, of course, but you can get into the asteroidal ring just 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 using thrusters to get there. And like it's it's beautiful and I, I want more of things like that, you know? And yeah. there's the, like when I discovered that and realized it, um I couldn't I couldn't like I stayed up most of the night trying to get to a station so I could turn it in because I wanted my name on that thing. And I don't blame you at all. Like, and th- see, this this made me this spawned me doing other things. Like, I went and looked up all the different types of planets and all the different types of stars. 
And I made an effort to check off getting my name on everything. And it took me about two years because it took me forever to find a black, a black hole that was mine. But I got everything in the game, every type of thing in the game has my name on it somewhere. And no other game, I mean, yeah, there's other, you know, No Man's Sky, crap like that. But no other game has given me a feeling like that where this is mine. And that's what I think is unique about Elite. And that's what makes me passionate about it is what made me start this podcast and is what made me, you know, get critical of Frontier to where, hey, you have a lot of potential here. Get 10 more developers on this and just, you know what, if you're going to be wrong, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to do something wrong, be wrong and just fix it or, or give it to us, give it to the community. And let us do things with it. We'll One fix of these, it. Exactly. With, with, I, within six months, we'll have something amazing. Because <laughs> there's people way smarter than I am. For, and I don't try to pretend like I know how to game develop or anything. I've just read about it. And I know it's an expensive, lengthy process. It's a very iterative process. Iterative, I can't say that word. Um, so I get how there's a lot of things that get in the way. But... I just want more and they can't give me enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't care what it sounds like. I don't feel bad saying you can do better and I want more of it. Yeah. yeah. So that, I, I think that that's. I, well, honestly, I feel like that's the healthiest conversation you can have. It's just like, I love this. Give me more. Right. It's not a bad thing to say. You're literally telling a company that your game is great and I need more of it. It's just a lot of people word it very poorly. The people who get offended on Frontier's behalf, I don't understand them. It it bothers me. You're defending a massive corporation saying, oh, you you know, you can't blame them. You don't know what it's like, but... Well, no, I can't, but I am your customer. Well, you don't pay them for all the free updates you get. It's like, lots of games have free updates. <laughs> I could be playing any one of them. No Man's Sky is essentially one large free update. Uh, I, yeah. Look, Sea of Thieves is essentially one large free update. Look, the, the, the line that I hear is like, oh, well, you don't pay, like, just what you said. You're not paying them for their free updates. Bull crap. Because, <laughs> yeah, right? because you can't tell me that between all of the ship kits, all the paints, the, the the game and the expansion I've purchased, all the all the Kovasis, uh, uh, all the crap I've purchased didn't pay for these free updates. They wouldn't be here if they they weren't paid for. This company I mean, doesn't exist. Lie. This company doesn't exist because they're they're trying to do things for free or they're trying they're trying to be a a nonprofit. They're doing things for profit. These free updates are factored into their business model. So don't I tell mean, me. I ain't, yeah. gonna, I ain't gonna lie though. I'm buying some plants for my, my dashboard. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Bobbleheads too. Yeah. Freaking for that matter. Like I spent, I spent most of the other day when we got the Halloween, Halloween decorations up in the house, I went into my ships and put my Halloween lights on and put my, dude, you have not released Halloween lights again. <laughs> I want Halloween lights on my ship. Put my little bobbleheads up. So I missed out on the scary jack-o'-lantern. I want one. Oh man, I, I got so it. I, so it's, I'm glad I'm not alone in that boat. It's it's on the left side right now, man. 
Uh, I just want a pumpkin head. I want some spoopy orange lights, and I- I'm gonna get a few plants to go on my dashboard. I'll be good. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you, man, was about the Beluga Bowl art. Really, just a just a comment, man. Um, God, that was so good. <laughs> I wish I had realized that that was gonna happen. Like I somehow I just missed it and all the stuff. I really wish I had talked about it in the, in this podcast, and I really wish that I had participated. Because I realized it far too late. I, other real life happened, and I just wasn't paying attention. So that That's irritates okay, me. But I watched the video of it, and the part that makes me laugh to this day, I, I have it. I have a bookmark of the second of just watching the little dolphins bounce off the hole of the beluga. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one where it hits, and it does like an end over end, and. I, I was watching it at work, and I was taking a drink, and I nearly snotted everything out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fun time. It, it took a while to get the get everybody in this. It was fun. It was worth it. Um, so I mean, okay. So speaking of beluga bull and dolphins and whatever, like, okay, I watched your beluga video. It was probably the first video where I go, yeah, I'm okay with not having that ship. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. first and foremost, just because, like, you even say it, it's like you're going to want a docking computer for this one. Yes. Because I remember one of my buddies who got it and literally watched him three times get this thing stuck in the mail slot and blown up. Because, like, he fit it through all the way to the tail end, but that tail would catch. And that would be it. He'd get stuck on the tail end. That's it. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, no, well, there's there's a, there's a drawing that goes around that says, you know, the, the show's lot and the beluga literally takes up the whole thing and it, it's not that bad it, it really isn't but it's definitely tricky and it's like you know what you can do it and you can show it off as a skill of how good a pilot you are if you can land it without the, without the computer but don't bother yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know if you want to spend that many credits for that many rebuys right but if you can then hey more power to you I took um, I took it as a personal challenge and made it to where I docked it five times in a row without getting caught. <laughs> Where's the video, Ty? Where's the video, sir? Oh hell. <laughs> <I> gotta... <laughs> but um another thing too is it's just like he was talking about the dolphins and it's just like after watching a Baluda video and then going, Okay, let's get an orca, I changed my mind. Because the dolphin now has taxi skins. <laughs> And I cannot tell you how much that amuses me, and I want to get a dolphin just because of a skin released. <laughs> they, they, dolphins are actually very fun. I, I don't want to say too much because I haven't done the dolphin video yet, but yeah, I know oh, they, dude, they can be. So uh... Looking forward to it. <laughs> is that your plan? Actually, is to do like a review of every ship. Yep, every ship eventually. Oh, dear God, I can't wait for the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> like, out of all the small ships, like, the Eagle is probably one of my favorite. Corvette, Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> that, that's the finale. So you've got to wait till the end, sir. Yeah, you got, yeah, like, yeah. what, 20 more ships to wait? Sorry. <laughs> the people have spoken, pilot. We want the Corvette next. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think you do, because there's actually, I, I have something. Uh, I have something planned. Oh, oh hell! Wait for this next episode. I'm like, I, I, you had your reasons for skipping this week. Forgiven, hundred percent forgiven. My um, us. Whether or not the community <laughs> wants to do that, oh well, whatever. They'll get over it. Yeah, it's funny. It's actually that community post. Um, 
actually has more likes attached to it than any ship announcement I've done. <laughs> so, That's well, thank you. Things like that happen. Like the community is pretty good at rallying behind behind negative crap happening to people. I mean, I do appreciate though that, that was, I have a pretty forgiving and awesome community, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I mean, you're you're like I, I just went and checked. You're sitting on ten thousand subscribers right now. That's that's really impressive. Thank you, sir. And your channel hasn't even been up that long, has it? Five six months. Uh, uh five months. Yeah. Like your growth has been substantial. Did you ever think that you would grow this fast? I did not. No, I did not. Um, I mean, you know, of course, it hits you sometimes that you're like. Like, God damn it, why isn't this going up faster? But you know, <laughs> I well, feel it's like you. streaming on Twitch, like <laughs> I know that's just expectations management though, you know. I mean uh, Yeah. Or, or what about that van girl who put up two videos and hit three million people and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yep. All right. I'll keep my comments to myself for right now. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna leave it at. But um yeah, dude, like you blew up and don't get me wrong, like, your videos are definitely a labor of love. Thank and you. it shows through your work, like, you can tell you, you put quite a bit of work into that. And uh, have you ever done, like, any sort of video editing before or anything? Um, I actually had a YouTube channel for a little while uh, where I showed my face and I walked around and, you know, this and that and... Uh, I actually had a little bit of a following, just a couple hundred subs, nothing big. Sounds about right. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I ended up. Uh, I ended up just deleting the the channel because you know reasons and this and that. But I that's pretty much my only editing experience prior to this. I don't know. God, like it doesn't show. If I'm being honest, like your videos are phenomenal, as we've said Thank over you. and over again. Let, let me let me ask you this, like. What are their, like, well, and maybe you don't want to say this, but what are the games do you play? And are you thinking about making other videos based on them? Well, I mean, actually, that ties into the to the uh, answer I gave you kind of at the beginning of this, is that you said, when's the event? I said, it's the finale. Ah. As in, it's the last one. Ah, okay. Oh, that's... So, yeah. I mean, realistically, um, I, I, I fully intend on working with my community that, you know, once I'm done with ships, you know, what do you guys want me to, to do next? I mean, um, you said you explored free. I'd be fine with what, like, and this is not me joking with the way you capture videos and things like that. Like, if you were to do, like, a full-on, like, hour-and-a-half-long video of you just scrolling your camera as you fly through systems, like, I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if... The majority of the people who watch my stuff, you know, um, want me to stay in Elite and just go explore for a year and put up a exploration catalog. I, I will totally do that. I have no problem with that. Uh, if you want to see me jump to whatever game you suggest and go fly the ships there, perfectly fine too. But realistically, I, I you know, ultimately, I'll make my, I'll make the choice. But I do want to work with the people who watch my stuff. I'll figure out what they'd like to see too. Yeah. Well, I think that's about can it. Ask, go well, ahead. Can I go ask ahead. one more question? Sure. So, what other games do you play? Like, what other style? Not necessarily like game titles, but like, what other style of games do you play? Because, like, I'm 
like I play Elite, and uh, other than that, like typically I, I, I like the harder games, like the Dark Souls series, and currently I'm playing through uh, Remnant Beyond the Ashes. Other okay. than that, I uh, I stream Rocksmith on a pretty regular basis. I'm a bass player. Okay. But I don't really consider Rocksmith a game as more as just like a way for me to sight read songs I want to play. But it's just like I really enjoy the Dark Souls series and things like that, and it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like, what other games do you like personally enjoy? I, I got the pretty much standard fare that everyone, no matter what genre they're locked to, you know, plays. I, I obviously have I play a Bethesda game. I play Fallout, Skyrim, you know, the usuals. Mm-hmm. Um, as for kind of niche things, I don't know how niche they are anymore, but, you know, I'll play Stellaris. Um, I love Stellaris. Mm, I, I love that that interaction between kind of uh, civilizations. and I, I wish it had more of a espionage system and kind of a cultural victory kind of civilization type of thing but you know i'll, I'll take a take what i can get yeah. uh, stardew valley up I'll, I'll play with my wife all the time oh dude who does not love a good round of stardew valley though yeah exactly i i, I miss harvest moon when this game came out i was so happy <laughs> yeah. uh you guys play Ast- astroneer i do not I do not. It is on my wish list, though. It hasn't hit a price point where I'm ready to purchase yet. Though. It's 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 lovely. It's a great game. It's it really does give you that kind of like exploratory feel. Uh, we have to, you've crashed and you kind of have to just reinvent your own technology back up again and eventually get the hell off the planet. It's nice. See, I I, I think because I got really deep into Subnautica, and uh. Like I, I, I used to dive a lot. I, I love, I love underwater stuff. So this was like a love. That game was like a love letter to me. And I went hard in Subnautica. So I, I kind of burned myself out. And then when I got to um, Astroneer and kind of realized it was kind of the same thing. You crash and you got to re-engineer everything. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to dive back in yet. Plus the price point quite isn't there yet for me. Well, I mean, I, I, it's also not finished. You know, keep that in mind. But well, it, it, it's a, it's it's a lot more casual than uh, Subnautica is. Well, Steam sales are around the corner too, so let's not forget that. Oh, that's the other <laughs> thing too. I mean, we're we are we are like uh, God. What are we now? We're probably about 30, 30 60 days. I guess we're about 60, 60, 70 days away from the Steam's winter sale. So, Jesus. Yeah, I know. You're going back crazy. No, I'm shocked they haven't had a fall sale yet because they typically have like a fall sale, then a winter sale, then like a spring sale, then a summer sale. Like, Steam didn't we have one two ridiculous. weeks ago? Yeah, we had a small one a couple weeks ago. I don't know if they actually labeled it the, the fall sale, but it was a there was a bunch of stuff on sale. Uh, I think Elite was on sale. Uh, I think it was like there's it was some sort of like developer sale or something like that, but space games were like lodged into it. Yeah. Hmm. Which is Elite still on sale due to the. 35th anniversary nope nope nope, that's off okay yeah i checked today because i thought well i think because i've now purchased the game four three times and i was going to buy it a fourth time and anyway decided against it so yeah but this time you're going to be doing it for yourself for an alt account i know you (laughs) yeah yeah i actually was so um do you guys remember that game i can't remember it off the top of my head it's it's literally one of my favorites and i'm blanking on the name um Space game opened up with uh, that soundtrack from Mars, The Bringer of War. Um, God damn it. Had the Manticore as a ship. 
Oh, oh God, you say Manticore immediately. Uh, the big spinning ring ship, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm Googling this. <laughs> yeah, we all, you're Googling it. <laughs> Toss back to the early episodes. <laughs> God, this is going to drive me nuts. I know what you're talking about. Was it Galaxy on Fire? No. Oh. That, uh, yeah, I was about to say, that doesn't sound right. No. I remember this though, because it was like it, you played as like a little fighter, right? Yeah, and there were a couple different storylines that you could go through and 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 uh, and fight through. I loved that game. I played it for literally thousands of hours. I wasn't even creating content. I just I loved that ship. All right, hold on. We'll, we'll do the uh, image uh, search here. Yeah, we gotta know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not Galaxy on Fire. I know what he's talking about, and that's the thing that's driving me nuts. Cause like, uh, I played. Speaking of Galaxy on Fire, I played a lot of Galaxy on Fire. That was a pretty good game. Evie Nova. Oh yeah. Yep. I yep. missed the hell out of Evie Nova. I would kill to have Evie Nova's ships inside the inside the system, like Elite. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like other than Souls-like games, I play a lot of like uh, uh, rogue-like games, like The Binding of Isaac or even Everspace. I would consider one of those games. I tried Everspace. I I just I kept blowing up. It's yeah, <laughs> so did I. Like it's if it's like it's iffy for me. Like I'll go back to it on occasion to play a few rounds, and I'm like, okay, there's something I like about this game, but I don't quite know what it is. But if we I don't talk that, about The Binding I... of Isaac, I love The Binding of Isaac. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of uh puzzle games and and uh little like I I love Sim City even though it you know had all its controversy and everything like oh, that. Oh, dude, but... Portal Two, like you saw, you said puzzles, and it's like my first thought went Portal and Portal Two. Oh yeah, totally. Other than that, for like co-op games, I really I'm a really big fan of Rocket League. I I'll get on a Rocket League kick every once in a while. I'll go and like really play hard, a couple months, and then yeah, just nothing. Ooh, dude, that kind of makes me want to be like, hey, want to play some Riley? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I, I don't really get a chance to play much of anything anymore. Um, it's It takes about 23 hours, 22, 23 hours to make one of my videos. And I got a full-time... asking there. <laughs> yeah. I got a full-time job on top of that and family. You know. Yeah, I completely understand that. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, dude. This has been, like, a really good conversation. Um, I feel like we got really dark there for a minute, <laughs> talking about, like, the state of things and all that, and it was just kind of like, oh, this is a downer episode. I didn't want another one of these, but... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I hope I, I hope I resurrect. I well, no, no, the thing about it is, is just, like, you know, that's the thing about being passionate about something, is that, you know, when things are going kind of like they currently are, you can't help but have those downer moments about it. Yeah. That doesn't mean though that we're not enjoying the game and we don't wish for better. Yeah, well, I mean, passion is a double-edged sword anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't have any other questions. Uh, do you have anything else you want to ask him about, Justin? Oh no, I'm good. Uh, okay, okay, I do have something. Okay. Uh, would you like to plug yourself and where people can find you? Sir? I was about to ask that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can find me as the pilot. I fly starships and I tell on my YouTube channel. And if you're interested in the music tracks that I use in any of my videos, or you just generally want to support me, or you want to read my inane thoughts, 
I have a Patreon over at pilotsfederation.com. Cool deal. Well, um, I just I just want to say thank you for joining us, Pilot. Uh, you were you were thank this, you very much for having me. <laughs> you were our very first interview, and I don't th- I don't think that we could have asked for a better community member to join us. So oh hell no, like I'm honored, gentlemen. Thank you. Um, we'll be having our normal episode on Thursday, and um, we'll see you guys then.